welcome to Becoming Divine. My name is Julia Wesley. I'm a professional medium and channel for my guides. And today I have guest Tom Palladino with us. He is a scalar energy researcher. Scalar energy is the fundamental life force found everywhere in the world, space, and universe. It originates from the sun and stars. Chi, prana, or zero-point energy are synonymous terms for scalar energy. He theorized that all energy in the universe initiates as scalar energy. He further theorized that scalar energy is instructive energy, as the entire universe is structured by this divine essence. Subsequently, all spiritual, cognitive, emotional, and physical action in the universe is initiated and maintained by scalar energy instructions. Scalar energy provides order in the universe. That's a big chunk of information there, Tom. Thank you so much for being here, and I'm excited to dig into that. Thank you. It's a pleasure, Julie. I like that opening remark. You made me laugh. <laughs> Good. So first, I'm interested into how you even got into this type of research. God inspired me. Mm-hmm. How else could I do this? It is a, a creative endeavor, if you will. Scalar mm-hmm. energy, what is that? As you said, it's sunlight or starlight. And you have to pursue this. It's a career. It's an avocation for me. It's really what I desire to do in life. And I think I've spent my time wisely researching scalar energy so it really was an inspiration from god and the the underlying theme is to help people technology should help us and that's the whole point of scalar energy technology i love it so one of the things that really sticks out so scalar energy provides order in the universe I am a poor scientist, but from what I can remember uh, from all the classes that I took in school was the concept of entropy and about how apparently everything is just working its way towards more and more disorder. But you're saying that scalar energy provides order to the universe, which is completely opposite. Yes, thank you. That's, that's a good point. So entropy, we experience that with electricity and magnetism, with the electromagnetic spectrum. But what I have discovered is there is another dimension, another spectrum, which is scalar energy. And scalar energy is eternal. It never degrades. It never breaks down. So it's come to my attention from my research that the stars produce scalar energy. That's really what powers this universe, scalar energy, scalar light. And once that energy leaves the star, it will degrade into electricity and magnetism. So the order out of the universe is achieved by scalar energy. Scalar energy is the animating force that gives us order. And without scalar energy, you would not have a a universe. Everything would run down into entropy, as you mentioned. Mm. So what gives the universe its life force? It's scalar energy. Scalar energy is a life force. Electromagnetic energy is simply the, the derivative and the end result of that life force energy. That's interesting. Do you mind explaining a little bit, just so that I can keep up with this, what exactly is the difference between scalar and electromagnetic energy? Is electromagnetic energy just what scalar energy gives off, for lack of a better term? Let's look at that. A scalar wave is a double helix. Mm. Imagine a DNA coil. That's what scalar energy is. As a matter of fact, I believe it is scalar energy, this double helix, this coil, if you will, that gives rise to our DNA. So a scalar wave is a double helix. And when that double helix breaks down, one portion of the helix becomes electricity and the other becomes magnetism. So my Uh point is this, at the very center of a star is perfect energy, which is perfect coherence, perfect intelligence. And Mm -hmm. once that energy, scalar energy leaves a star, then it it fractures. The, The double helix actually breaks down. It's a physical breakdown of the double helix. And one arm 
of the helix becomes electricity and the other arm of the helix becomes magnetism. And those two then travel perpendicular to one another along an axis. Mm -hmm. And that in and of itself is entropy because they're no longer united. They're traveling perpendicular, opposed to one another. So very simply stated, the stars produce scalar energy, the perfect energy. And within a star is perfect energy, perfect coherence. There is no entropy inside a star. But as mm -hmm. soon as that energy, scalar energy, leaves a star, it breaks down, it degrades into electricity and magnetism. And that's when the entropy begins. Okay. We have this, when we're looking at scalar energy, some people call it ether energy or life force energy. Good for them. They're very astute. And the point that is being made is not everything is electromagnetic. We look at the electrical grid today. Mm -hmm. Sure, that's a reality. But many people intuitively have always thought that there was another dimension, another type of energy. And that's the key here. I prefer to work with scalar energy because it's so much more versatile than that of electricity. So imagine what we've accomplished with electricity and how that's a great invention and a great technology. I am saying that we can do so many more things with scalar energy that we cannot achieve with electricity. So just to titillate the audience, scalar energy provides mastery over nature. It is scalar energy that governs nature. Once we understand this dimension, this technology, we will be able to control nature. Consider what I'm saying. Like the weather? Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I bet people are into that today. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems as if scalar energy, you could equate it to like packets of information if it's yes, structuring but, and ordering. Yes, Julia. Yes, exactly. So what is scalar energy? It's the infinite carrier wave of mm -hmm. intelligence. Scalar energy, some people might call it consciousness. Others might call it the mind of God or the breath of the Holy Spirit. Others might call it the logos of the universe. All of those are essentially equivalent in, in meaning. So scalar energy is the intelligence of the universe. That sounds so fun. How can we use this to make our lives better? A million ways. Now, I'm one researcher, and I think I've made some significant progress, but the problem is we need thousands upon thousands of researchers. I don't know why other people are not, frankly, taking this up. How can we improve our lives with this? Well, Nikola Tesla, I think that man can resonate with his work. Nikola yep. Tesla was a great inventor. And he was the first man to, in my estimation, to control scalar energy. And with that, he was able to power a tower. He was able to send out wireless transmission of energy through his scalar energy towers. His vision was to create a power grid without a substation or without electrical wires. What am I getting at? If we follow Tesla in his footsteps, we will be able to create a power grid, a scalar energy power grid that's going to be inexpensive to operate and that will rely upon the sun and the stars for power. So this is the new energy of the future. This scalar energy is an infinite supply of energy. You simply harness sun energy. You simply harness star energy. That would solve the issue or the energy issue in particular when it comes to climate change. It, it, is it, it something that's scalable? Do you think that we can use it now? Not right now. We, we have to do our research and, and we have to first be able to control this energy. But once we understand it, 
I always break it down. If you can control something and it's one X, then you can easily 10 X it, a million X it. So I've not been successful in harnessing this energy to power yet. Mm -hmm. Do I think it's possible? Yes. And I, I see in my laboratory various examples in which this energy does indeed have the ability to power. So in the future, this free energy, star energy, will be used to power the world. You won't need coal, natural gas. We'll simply use star energy. And one of the coincidental improvements that we're going to see, this is clean energy. There is no carbon footprint. So scalar energy will allow us to overcome the energy crisis. Scalar energy is clean energy. We won't have to worry about global warming or, or global cooling or climate change or air pollution. We won't have to worry about you know, fighting a war over oil. This is the future, free energy. And once we alleviate that encumbrance, which is to be energy dependent, once we're no longer encumbered by that necessity to have energy, a grid, then mankind will flourish. I love everything you're saying. I am here for that. I also see that you can use this for healing. Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. That's my specialty right now, Julie. <laughs> I mentioned earlier that these instruments allow us to control nature, and I need that quite literally. <clears throat> what am I getting at? My scalar energy instrument, I perfected one technique in which I can control a pathogen, a germ. With a scalar energy instrument, I'm able to break down a virus. I'm able to break down the molecular code of a bacterium or the molecular code of parasite. So when I'm using energy instruments, I can rearrange matter. I can break down a virus, a bacterium. Now, when I do that, it's of such benefit to mankind, the ability to break down a germ and do so in a painless fashion. That's the new medicine. You don't need a pill. You don't need surgery. So the, the new medical model will be a scalar energy model. And I'm saying that very soon the world will take note of my research as an easy way to eradicate pathogens. The It's almost like the unraveling of the DNA or the RNA sort of a thing. It It doesn't create any harm in the way that something like, I don't know, maybe like chemotherapy or radiation You're right. might. You're right. Why? Because it's non-physical. Mm. It's pure divine light. I don't work with chemicals. And one of the drawbacks of modern day medicine, it's invasive or it's some type of chemical that causes harm. So scalar light, starlight does not cause harm. Walk outside on any night and you could see 10,000 stars in the sky. Those stars are not harming you. My instrument does not harm. I have a star instrument. Now, as opposed to many pharmaceutical products that have unwanted side effects. How exactly do you do this? How do you treat someone with scalar energy? Again, scalar energy is not electricity. So right. when I work with people around the world, I work with people by way of their photograph. People will email me a photograph and their photograph carries their scalar signature. And I literally physically take a photograph, a printed photograph of a person, and I place it inside my instrument. And then that's the link between the photograph and the person, at least in the energetic state. So consider what I'm saying. Nobody visits a, a specific fixed location. Nobody visits my laboratory. 
To the contrary, I work with photographs in my laboratory and the photograph receives the action. And the photograph carries, if you will, the, the split image, the mirror-like image of a person. So by working with your photograph, in reality, I'm working with you. Yeah, I'm very familiar with that concept. That's very similar to what I do. I don't have to see you to work with you. I just need to have some sort of representation of you, whether that be your words or a picture or you over a camera. But that's how I work too, because it's all energy. You don't need to be here physically. What type of ailments or illnesses or viruses is this working best on so far? We have a great track record being able to eradicate the herpes virus, HIV virus, Epstein-Barr virus. And ever since the pandemic started, we've had good success with COVID-19. Oh, really? Yeah. So I will declare that from what I've seen over the years, scalar energy is the answer for all viral disease. Why? Because a scalar energy instrument can compromise the molecular structure of a virus. Scalar energy can break down the molecular structure of a virus. If you can do that, wow, that's a game changer to mankind. And I know that we touched on this point before, but it is different than radiation, right? Because first of all, we're not targeting your body specifically. No one's hitting your body with radiation. We're working from a picture and we're dealing on an energetic level, first of all. Is that right? Exactly. That's the beauty of it. We're not working with the physical body. We're working with your energy field, your quantum field identified by a photograph. And this is the easy way now to provide well-being to people. Again, there's no need for a physical drug. There's no need for surgery. There's no need for an office visit. Everything is done remotely by way of a photograph. And you, you have to take into consideration, if that's the case, then a photograph is the scalar light signature, the, mm. the energetic copy of a person. So a photograph is your substitution of light. Mm. That's what a photograph is. So when you're working with, I guess, the energy body of someone, is this scalar energy acting as the trigger to modify your vibration so that you're no longer an energetic match for this illnesses? I would say what I've seen with scalar energy, it can balance, for instance, the seven chakras, the seven perfect points of light. Mm -hmm. And if the scalar energy can do that, balance the seven chakras, then there's a coherence and there's a, a, if you will, a correction or a rebalancing of our seven chakras, which brings us back to source, brings us back to God. So that's one modality that I've perfected. Another modality is to take what's foreign in the body, a foreign invader, a germ or a toxin, and to send instructions for that germ or that toxin to break apart. And indeed, scalar energy can do that. So that's another function. Here's a third function for you. A scalar energy instrument can rearrange the proteins and the elements in the body. Hmm. And in so doing, when you rearrange those elements, you can create a vitamin or a mineral or an amino acid, meaning whatever building blocks the body has, whatever molecules, whatever elements are in the body, you can rearrange those elements into vitamin D, or you could create an amino acid, all by way of this profound energy, because scalar energy instructs, scalar energy is an intelligent energy. So when we submit 
a photograph into the instrument, that photograph is then downloaded information telling that photograph to assemble to create an amino acid. So that brings to mind, I think this is breatharnarianism. I hope yeah. I'm saying that, that right. Where I guess the basic idea is that you're existing off the universal chi with, within the universe. Is this similar to what you're talking about? I think it's the very fundament that a breatharian is able to function by. Meaning what? Yes, people can meditate, people can breathe in this chi energy, this scalar energy. It's instructive energy. Mm -hmm. And so doing, many people have been able to sustain themselves by creating vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants by way of instructions, by way of light. So you're not eating food. You're simply telling your body to create micronutrients that is needed for its sustenance. Mm -hmm. Now, this doesn't necessarily uh, obviate the need for food, obviously. We still have to eat. But many people have been able to augment their lifestyle through these breathing sessions or through meditation in which they believe, and I think it's accurate, can create nutrients inside their body. Now, I, I try and do that. At, when I have time to meditate, but I do treat myself on a daily basis for nutrients. And because of that, on account of the fact that scalar energy is assembling micronutrients in my body, I've been able to reduce my food intake significantly, 40, 50%. Many times I miss a meal and I don't miss the meal. I'm not hungry, so to speak. So my point being, a scalar energy instrument, this movement of the Holy Spirit, our consciousness, will indeed assemble essential nutrients inside our body, and that will satiate our appetite. But in so doing, we're able to provide, by way of this intelligence, the nutrients that we need for sustenance. So this, again, is, a, is another feature, another function of a scalar energy instrument, and this is why this energy is a game changer. This is perfect nutrition, or we're on the road to perfect nutrition. We simply create... We create the nutrient inside the cell. So we don't have to worry about digesting food. We don't have to worry about the bloodstream delivering a nutrient. Instead, we assemble the nutrient inside each cell, which is really a, a favorable way to provide nutrition. That is really fascinating to me, this idea that our body can assemble these micronutrients itself. Do you have to target which nutrient you're trying to create, or would the body just intuitively know what it needs and create it off that energy. On my end, I have to instruct the instrument. Mm -hmm. So this is how the instrument works. I take magnified photographs of micronutrients or magnified photographs of say a fruit or a vegetable. And when I place a photograph inside, my instrument will recreate the molecular structure found on that photograph. So if I were to take say vitamin D and place it inside my instrument, a, a crystal structure of vitamin D, the instrument would recreate vitamin D inside my body. So a photograph of a nutrient serves as the instructions for this instrument to recreate that molecular structure inside a person. That is so cool. And your body is not running at a deficit because it's using the scalar energy to prompt this work. Exactly. So this is just shows you the great economy of this life force energy. Nothing is wasted and everything remains in the energetic state. And the only end product is 
when we actually do instruct the body to assemble a nutrient, there is then a physical chemical manifestation of that nutrient inside the body. But the delivery system is light. The delivery system is light and light is perfect. And light on account of its fundamental nature cannot in any way experience any type of blockage or any type of encumbrance whatsoever. Scalar light cannot be blocked. So if we want to assemble a nutrient inside a person, that indeed is what will happen. So scalar energy is the perfect delivery system because it's fundamental light. Nothing can block, stop this fundamental light. That was addresses my next question, which was, does this require the agreement of the person on the receiving end of the scalar energy? I believe if a person is in agreement and harmony with this, that will augment, that will accelerate the healing or at least augment the function of these instruments, for instance. A dog and a cat might have a bacterial infection. I don't think those dogs and cats understand what I'm doing, but I can still eradicate bacteria from a dog or cat, and and they're not necessarily aware that they're being treated with scalar energy. So scalar energy, I go on record by saying nothing can impede it, but no matter where you are, no matter where you live, once I direct this energy, it will find you and it will perform the function that I ask it to perform. So it really is a supreme force in the universe. That's really cool. Can you talk, you keep mentioning your instrument. Do you mind talking a little bit more about how you created it, what it actually is? I work with a group of engineers, one brilliant engineer. And the instruments were first developed by Nikola Tesla and, and a man by the name of Galen Hieronymus, an American, Galen Hieronymus. Those two men left a legacy. And I was fortunate enough to visit the laboratory of Galen Hieronymus starting in 1993. So to answer your question, after years under study, under this man and his invention, scalar energy, I've been able to recreate his work. So I give a lot of credit to Tesla and Hieronymus. They are the two pioneers in scalar energy research. And in many ways, I I was able to learn from them and, if you will, almost back engineer their work. They had already achieved this. Now, from my standpoint, I simply needed to understand how they achieved that. Okay, so that brings me to my next question. Familiar with the work of Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla, in my opinion, was very woo-woo. He even, at least he's quoted as saying that the information that he received, he actually got it from aliens. So theoretically, if we were to do interstellar travel, let's say perhaps aliens visit the Earth, do you think they're using scalar energy to get here? I, I myself don't believe in aliens. I would say many of the alien encounters that I've seen are nothing short of being demonic. But I will say, from what I've observed from, say, UFO spaceships, they, the propulsion, if you will, the power system is a scalar energy power system. And the reason I say that is because those spaceships can accelerate quickly or deaccelerate or even make a 90-degree a angle turn. And the point I'm making is, in order to do that, you have to have an environment of anti-gravity. And that's what those scalar energy UFO ships are. They're anti-gravity. They're not working in this dimension of electromagnetic physics. It's not Newtonian physics. It's scalar energy physics. And when you see this peculiar behavior of a UFO spacecraft, 
that spacecraft is being governed by scalar energy. So scalar energy is the cause of gravity and you can overcome or in some way assuage gravity by a scalar energy device. And that's what with many of these UFO spacecraft, they really are a scalar energy spacecraft. And the immediate vicinity is a scalar energy paradigm. It's not an electromagnetic paradigm. It seems as if this is like a Swiss army knife of energy. Is there anything that it really wouldn't be applicable towards? <laughs> I've never heard that expression. I think I'll use that. <laughs> if you don't mind, can I borrow that expression? Sure. I think that's brilliant of you. It is a Swiss army knife. And why do I say that? But before you have action, you have intelligence. Just consider your daily routine. Before you drive a car, you think about driving a car. While you're driving a car, you're thinking about driving a car. You might do that subconsciously, but you're still driving a car. The, the action, the physical action is always preceded by intelligence, by instructions. And that's what scalar energy is. It's the intelligence of the universe. And I've always said to people, it's an infinite intelligence. And I have a great example for you, which is um, a snowflake. When water droplets fall, when, when snowflakes form, you realize, I'm sure you're familiar with the fact that every snowflake is unique. If you had a, a snowstorm with a trillion snowflakes, each snowflake is unique. It has a unique geometry. It has a unique pattern. It has been said that no two snowflakes are identical. I agree with that. Now, what is forming that geometry? If, if you ever put a, a, a snowflake underneath a microscope, you see an incredible geometric pattern. It, it's a hexagon, but it, in many cases, it's a rather artistic hexagon, if you will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Long and short of it is every snowflake is unique. How? Why? Because yeah. scalar energy, which is all around us, is imparting those instructions. So scalar energy is the intelligence that assembles a snowflake. And the end product is a unique snowflake. All snowflakes are unique. There is no other identical copy. Meaning mm -hmm. what? If you have a trillion snowflakes and each snowflake has a peculiar, unique identity, then you have a trillion instructions. That's the universe we live in. It's funny that you use the snowflake example. Part of what I do is I, I tune into what I call people's soul blueprints. The way that my guides show that this to me is they show me someone standing in the middle of a snowflake to signify that they're entirely unique and no one has ever been like this person before or will be. The idea of just that infinite intelligence that this is how this person is unique and created. That's funny how that came up again. Let's see. I don't know. Is there anything else about your work that you think that is important for humanity to know? Like, why isn't this a bigger deal? Why don't I know more about this? Yeah, that's a good point, Julia. On the side of this, it, it's suppressed. This technology is suppressed. Many of you have heard of this great scientist, Nikola Tesla. And Tesla invented many instruments that to this day have never seen daylight. The, the, the United States government seized his property and seized his notes. So my point is this, why don't we hear more about this promising technology? It's a threat to the money and power of the military industrial complex. When you have a superior technology, scalar energy is a superior technology, and this superior technology could upset the financial framework 
of the military industrial complex. It's intimidating. And this is why the powers that be will not promulgate Nikola Tesla's work. You really have to dig for Nikola Tesla's work. And this is why my work as a scientist has never been heralded because the existing power structure does not want new technology that would make obsolete their existing power monopoly. Scalar energy is a game changer. And it's a technology that is far superior to that of what we're using today. And for that reason, it's just too much of a quantum jump. And I'm using that term pun intended. Mm. It's too much of a quantum jump. And it literally will just, it, it will bankrupt some companies in, in a short period of time. And those in the know realize that. Now, that's not my proclivity, but I'll just be blunt about it. I usually am. Scalar energy is the game changer, and this new technology will make many existing technologies as obsolete as the horse and buggy. When cars came into vogue and we started using motorized transportation, you don't see too many more horse and buggies, do you? No. The way things are going, it seems as if we have to search out alternative forms and uses of energy. Do you see this eventually coming more mainstream? Yes. Within the next five to 10 years, the wheels are turning, Julia, and you cannot stop it. We have momentum mm -hmm. and people are starting to realize what this energy means and, and what we can do with this energy. And uh, you, you cannot suppress this forever. A hundred years ago, the powers that be tried to suppress Tesla's work and they did a good job. It was rather evil how he was persecuted. But today it's a new day and people are much more uh, enlightened than they were a hundred years ago. And we're, we're seeing that shift. This is the first time you've heard of this technology. Scalar energy will have a greater impact than that of the computer. Scalar energy will have a greater impact on society than that of electricity. That's a bold statement. I like it, though. It's exciting. The way you're describing it, at least, it sounds like it has a lot of far-reaching repercussions that are for the better. And you're not a, a one-man operation, right? It sounds like there's a lot of other people who are perhaps trying to get this moving. Yeah, yeah, there are a number of people in our organization and I give them all a, a great deal of credit because they've devoted so much time and energy to this. I will say, quite frankly, I am the only scalar energy researcher. I don't know mm. why that that has come public with his discoveries. I, I searched the internet. I surely don't see anybody else um, doing what I'm doing or at least uh, trying to do what I'm doing. So maybe with the exception of one or two people around the world, but suffice to say, there's very few scalar energy researchers. And because of that, we, we're held back. That's a little disheartening <laughs> for it someone is. who's hoping for this. Would it make sense to only have a few plumbers in the world? How about a handful of uh, nurses? How about a handful of dentists for the entire world? That doesn't make sense. Is there some way that someone could get started on doing this research? How would they be able to do that? That's See, that, that's the impediment. Everything is groundbreaking. All of my research mm -hmm. is groundbreaking. Tessa's research was groundbreaking. You have to study this from the ground floor level. And I, frankly, how many people have 30, 40 years to, to devote to their lives to study this? Um, it's a new and emerging science. Take computer engineering. Look how far we've come in the past 50, 60 years. But go back 60, 70 years from today. Very few people understood a computer. 
and, and look at the industry that was built around computers over the past 50, 60, 70 years. That's perhaps the trajectory that scalar energy will have to assume. There's going to be a power curve here eventually, but it's going to take many people getting involved and eventually it will have to become accessible to the people around the world. Today, it's not because it's so esoteric. Uh, and frankly, a lot of people don't even believe it exists, Julia. Yeah, but there isn't like a wiki page or a group or a community that someone can join to get in on this action? No, there is not to my knowledge. I, I, I'm on Facebook, but very few people even bother to visit our Facebook site because it's still so esoteric. If someone did want to get in touch with you and get interested in your work and maybe help you, how could someone reach you? I think the best way is our website, which has hundreds of articles, scalarlight.com, S-C-A-L-A-R, scalarlight.com. Visit the website. We offer everybody in the world free sessions. Anybody can sign up and we will work with you with your photograph remotely anywhere in the world. Doesn't matter. You simply email your photograph to us. And in so doing, we're going to balance your chakras. We're going to create nutrients in your body. And we will also eradicate the pathogens in your body. So scalarlight.com, visit the website. Thank you so much for sharing all this information. Anyone who's interested should definitely sign up for a free trial. Who doesn't like that? Thank you so much for being here. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you.